Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Thank you very much, Bernie. You are welcome back to Lunchtime Live. This is Aideen Finnegan sitting in for Andrea Gilligan. She'll be back tomorrow, never fear. Uh, just before the news, we were talking to Sinead Ryan, who is presenter of the Home Show on News Talk and also our consumer expert. And we were talking about saving money on your electricity, shorter showers or maybe none at all. And I was saying, but what about your armpits? Maria has texted in to say, if you need to wash your armpits, use the sink. No need to clean every bit of you every day. Maria, that's fine. That's fine. The pits. But what about your bits? You know what I mean? In fact, why don't we... We never really... The B-Day never took off in Ireland and I don't understand why. I think it's a fabulous invention. But uh, <coughs> moving on, we are going to be talking about... Uh, the Well, following the news that Ireland's defence forces may be drawn upon to help with the airport security amidst the chronic delays and cancellations that we've been seeing there. Many have voiced their concerns at the potential knock-on effects. And one of those got in touch with, with us on Lunchtime Live, retired regiment Sergeant Major Noel O'Callaghan, who reached out to us here to sound a note of caution around the move. Noel, thanks very much for joining me on the show today. What are your thoughts on the army uh, potentially being deployed in this area? Well, I don't think it's uh, appropriate. Uh, what's happening is, and I understand, by the way, I understand our citizens uh, polling for this in the army in. They're, they're sick and tired of the failure of the DAA and the minister to uh, to get them through the airport without massive queues. I also appreciate the the DAA workers not wanting to work with the defence forces uh, because for the for all the right reasons. But do you know what those reasons are, Noel? Because actually, uh, we had a, a representative of SIP2 on News Talk Breakfast this morning, and I couldn't actually gauge what the concerns were. They were saying they would not refuse working with it alongside the defence forces, but they were also seeking assurances that they wouldn't have to work alongside them or train them. Well, yeah, and the reason is because obviously because the the DAA workers uh, and SIP2 want jobs for their for their members and and for the people there, and they want to keep them jobs. Bringing in the army because the DAA management and the minister has failed to to uh, plan uh, for for the numbers that are going through Dublin Airport is at best uh, it's it's appalling mistreatment of the defence forces. But it's also a, a physical manifestation of their failure. The reality is that our defence forces are actually down thousands as it is. There are 40 leaving every month since January of this year. 40. So that's one plus a day is leaving the defence forces because pay and contracts and allowances are not fit for purpose. But also because they're denied the work time directive to protect them. So they have no protection going in to do the job uh, because the DAA fa- management failed. Potentially, they're going to get two twenty two euros 25 cents an hour after stoppages. And it's there's a whole array of issues here that that, uh, that isn't right about the whole thing. And, 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 and I, I also would see it'll probably escalate the issue there between staff and management uh, of the DAA. But using the defence forces because of other people's failures at every turn isn't the way to go. And it's not good planning. I mean, if you were planning a party and you had 40,000 people going to it, the first thing you do is you make sure you had enough staff to, to look after them, make sure health and safety is in place. And, and that's not that hasn't happened. They were caught out when they let people go during COVID. They didn't plan when they got to, when the numbers start booking again on flights. And this is the result of it. Complete chaos. 
You know, I, I do agree with you, Noah. We sh- I mean, I think that there, the, the pay needs to be looked at urgently. But to use a phrase that I don't really like using, but we are where we are and this is the situation we're in. Can they not be used in this situation to help alleviate what is a very, albeit poor planning, but to alleviate the situation because there are people who have worked very hard, who have had a tough pandemic and now they just want to go on holidays and this is a way out of it. I, I listen. I, I I agree with the concept. I, I totally agree with our, our citizens should be able to go through that airport without any without, without any of this mess and failure and and annoyance. Uh, I cannot. I, they're probably giving it to the DAA workers in the neck for the delays as well, which isn't fair either because it wasn't their fault. But we have people travelling today, as we speak, from Donegal, probably from Dundalk and Athlone, to train in Dublin. For their failure, now they have to do that because they're, they're, the numbers are there in Dublin to, to facilitate this. So they're bringing these people from everywhere, and all the DAA are doing and the minister is doing, they're taking, they're going to solve one problem and create another massive problem with, with the, all those soldiers and their families and everything that goes with it. And mm-hmm. what's going to happen? The, the retention and the recruitment failure in the defence forces at the moment is going to uh, escalate because. They're going to be overtasked because the numbers aren't there as it is. They're already down uh, about 3,000 of their strength. And now we're we're given these additional tasks, which isn't really a military. It's not a military problem. It wasn't created by the military. It wasn't created by you either, nor nor, nor those people looking to go on, uh, on holidays. But in the meantime, we have a minister and a, a management of C of the DAA who, who are just walking away from this. One of them, I think, apparently is getting a pay raise this month. In the meantime, the DAA workers uh, and people are not joining the DAA because apparently their pay and contracts are, are atrocious. So well, stay with us, Noel. I want to bring in former Army Ranger and now independent TD, Cahill Berry, who joins us in studio. Cahill, you've been listening to Noel there. I mean, there's a lot of people listening at home going, yeah, I hear you. But I want to go on my holiday. Is this not a solution that we can work with in the short term? Yeah. Hi, good afternoon, Aideen, and thanks for having me on my show, uh, on your show. Basically, look, uh, I, I agree entirely with what Noel is just after saying. Um, just to pick up on, on the earlier point you raised, because some uh, union officials have been on to me as well. Um, the main reason why the airport trade unions are against working side by side with soldiers is actually as a, as a mark of solidarity with the soldiers. They recognise that these soldiers will be on a fraction of the salary of their civilian equivalent and uh, that's the main motive one of solidarity That's very interesting because I could mm. not understand why they wouldn't do it Okay so this yeah. is this is about using the position that they're in the bit of leverage that they have to try and get their pay looked at which they've been looking at for years I, I've reported for News Talk I remember talking to wives and partners of Defence Forces talking about people couch surfing and in danger of losing homes because of the, the pay so this is a way for them to actually have their case taken seriously and urgently. Yeah, and the trade unions as well, they're, they're very concerned that the, the troops will not be getting the national minimum wage, which is a, a highly illegal practice. Can you explain for listeners how that works out? So the, there's, a, there's a base payment for the soldiers, then they will be paid allowances, but those allowances are actually going to work out as a pittance when you take in how many hours they're going to spend at the airport. Mm, precisely. So every worker in Ireland, uh, regardless of where they work, whether it's for private or for the public sector, is entitled to at least €10.50 an hour per hour. Um, that doesn't happen in the military. It should be happening in the military, by law, but it isn't. And the main reason it isn't happening is the military are not allowed to engage in any industrial action whatsoever. They have no access to the Labour Court, so they have no mechanism to, to vindicate their rights. But I guess 
The main reason why I'm against this proposal is, first of all, the staffing crisis in the Defence Forces is twice as bad as the staffing crisis in the DAA. And if anything, it's the DAA that should be bailing out the Defence Forces, not the other way around. But I do take your point that people just want to go on holidays, and I totally accept that. Um, And the solution is very, very simple. This is a tasking for the airport police. And I'm not convinced that they've exhausted their own resources, first of all. And if they have exhausted their own resources, then the obvious solution is to hire a private security company, there's plenty of them based in Dublin, to carry out this function. The idea of carrying and bringing troops from Cork and from from Galway and from Donegal, and they're on transit right now, and they've cancelled their own family holiday plans uh, to come to Dublin Airport until further notice, to be accommodated in in very, very spartan conditions in military barracks in Dublin, it just beggars, beggars belief. The DEA have, within their gift to solve this problem themselves. They shouldn't be reaching out um, to the Defence Force for assistance. And and that is the, the big issue that instead of solving the problem themselves, they're just going to click their fingers, talk to their relevant minister and get approval for very, very cheap labour from the Defence Force. And it's it's very poor management practice that we shouldn't be incentivising. Interesting. OK, well, let's uh, if you have a comment to make on this, please do give us a shout. 1800-453-106, which is what Les did. Les is on the line. What are your thoughts? Is Les there? Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you now. Apologies, Les. What did you want to say? Okay, no, I just listened to the last contributor and I think he certainly has, you know, good points to make. But, I mean, what do the Defence Forces do? I mean, they're there to aid the civil authority. Um, Dublin Airport, yeah, it's not been run particularly well, but it's a critical infrastructure part of the country. Uh, And uh, it it needs support for a period of, they say, four to six weeks. And that's it. Nobody's going to lose their job. Uh, yeah, the shortage is all over the place. But, um, you know, when needs must, uh, you know, the devil rides out. And I just don't understand why, uh, you know, the army or the defence forces are, uh, you know, kicking up a fuss about this. They're there to aid the civil authority. And that's it at the end of the day. What? The other issues that are raised, yeah, fine. Um shortage of staff, they let people go and they uh, they shouldn't have let people go. But that, that's another issue. We have a crisis at the moment and we need to deal with it. Cahal, what do you make of that? Yeah, Les is talking a lot of sense there and I agree with a lot of what he's saying. He did, he did raise the point about aid to the civil authority and it does you know, ask the legal question. So the Defence Forces can be deployed in, in peacetime for two reasons. Aid to the civil power which is for the Garda Shikana assistance, and aid to the civil authority, which is for the assistance of local authorities for, for flooding and snow, that sort of stuff. But this doesn't fall into either of those two legal categories. This is a semi-state, uh, corporate entity. And you'd wonder about the legal basis for even deploying the Defence Forces uh, in this role. But following up on Les's second point is, what are the Defence Forces doing? So what, what would these 120 troops be doing today if they weren't in the airport? Well, they've pulled people from the intelligence services. Uh, for this. Really? So the, the people who should be keeping an eye on the Russian embassy at the moment are now moving to Dublin Airport to do a menial task that nobody else wants to do. They've pulled people from the Air Corps who have Air Corps experience obviously enough so aircraft would be grounded today that can't fly as a result of this. So this isn't a you know a, a no consequence solution and the obvious solution to me is higher private security it will achieve exactly what Les wants to achieve but it won't have any downstream negative impacts on the functioning of the Defence Forces. Les what do you make of that the idea that there's people not watching the Russians now so they can go and uh, you know man the perimeter of Dublin Airport for you know catering trucks? Well, I think, you know, that is just 
to me that's a load of nonsense because uh, what Rus- watching the Russian embassy uh, would not be very critical in my opinion. And, you know, uh, the Russians aren't about to invade Ireland or watching the embassy is neither here nor there. We have to guard Shikhan if we're doing that. And in fairness, we do have the Garda Shikhan to help out in the airport as well. So uh, an obvious question, and you make a very good point. Uh, have the Garda Shikhan been asked to do perimeter security of the airport? And would that be a, a more suitable um, outfit uh, to be called upon? Now, I totally get uh, um, that the Garda Shikhan are, are very busy and we like to see them on, on the beat. Um, but so are the Defence Forces. And uh, I think the yeah. obvious solution here is a private security firm. And, and I hope you, you'd, you'd agree with that. Let me bring back in well, retired I'm... regiment Sergeant Major Nola Callahan. What do you say, Nola? You know, do you think there's a perception out there that the army is just drafted in at, you know, it might be a public perception thing when actually Cahill is talking about there might not be legal basis for them to be involved as an aid to civil authorities in this context but perhaps people have the impression that the army can just be called in willy-nilly for you know bin strikes as we saw in the 80s or what have you Well I just to listen to your, your other speaker there I mean I you know when I heard the old chestnut of what do they do and it's, that's not his fault he, he, he doesn't know what our defence forces are doing but we have, our, our defence forces are on duty 24-7 every day of the week uh, on land, sea and air, all over the country. So they're in, they're, they're in vital installations. So if do you, I mean, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be an option for the defence forces not to turn up to Portnish Prison or to go in their shorts numbers like the DAA are. And I, I, it's, it's the usual thing where the, whereby government are cut out uh, by the failures of others, and the defence forces are sent in to plug the gap. Uh, and he mentions five or six weeks there. That five or six weeks in in, in isolation, or those 150 lads in isolation, doesn't sound a whole lot. But when you look at the other task that's doing, and the knock-on effect of others that's going to be caught to do uh, to step in again, to do other tasks, because those guys are down there manning the gates for the DAA. That's the, the real thing. In isolation, it, it probably doesn't look anything. And I accept that. But the problem, and of course the problem is, we, we, you can't tell every, this, uh, uh, our citizens everything the Defence Force do because some of it is not appropriate to give out to, the, uh, to, to society. A couple of texts but, here. When Eamon in Dublin 8 is saying, when the Defence Forces go to Lebanon, they go because governments have failed politically. Same thing. Pay the soldiers more for their time in the airport. Everyone is a winner. Another one here. There's never been any such discussion in the past about pay when the army were called into action for storm damage, bus strikes, etc. This would be a dangerous precedent to create. You might as well say that if they were actually asked to fight, that they would only do so for extra money. Well, I'll let Cahill come back in and answer that in a moment. I'm sure he's something to say. We also have a tweet here at lunch I'm live NT. Bringing in the army to assist at Dublin Airport is nonsense. Their use during COVID at test centres was a benefit, but that was deemed a national emergency. People going on holidays is hardly an emergency. Cop on. What do you make of that, Cahill Berry? Yeah, I, I really agree with the with the last speaker there. I for say sure. you do, yeah. yeah. No, it's it's hundred uh, percent true. Look, the re- requests like these, and I think that there'd be consensus uh, on this call at the moment. Requests like these would make a lot more sense if the military were being paid at least the national minimum wage, which is by law required because we are a, a rule of law country um, after all, at least we claim to be. Uh, and secondly, if the staffing levels in the defence forces were appropriate, so the commission on the defence forces report there uh, five months ago. And they said that the defence forces are three thousand 
below their minimum strength. And if that gap was filled, and it, it will be filled if the pay issue is sorted. Is it just the pay, call? Is that the only barrier, do you think, to people but joining? Pr- primarily. And you, you can, you can having been a soldier myself, I know you can you can work a soldier like, like a slave. You can flog them to death and they'll keep working, you know. Um, but the problem is, is they, they can't go home to their spouse on a Friday evening with no money. And um, so you can you can whip a soldier, but when once when you turn on their families, they make a very logical decision. I might they might like love their job, but they love their family more, and they're deciding with their feet. And we've already there's already been a a net loss of two hundred troops already this year. So since the Commission of Defence has reported earlier on in January, two hundred additional troops. There's been a net loss of two hundred even since then. So so there's a retention crisis. What are the for the uninitiated? What are the base levels of pay, and what can you work up to over how long? Yeah. So basically, if you join as a, an apprentice, you can start at sixteen and a half thousand euro, and if you join as a recruit, you start at twenty one and a half thousand euro. It heads up towards about thirty thousand. But the big problem is lack of overtime. So every other shift worker, if you're a guard, if you're a nurse, if you're a firefighter, if you're a prison officer, they all quite rightly get overtime. So if you work 10 hours, you get paid for 10 hours. If you work 5 hours, you get paid for 5 hours. But the army just gets a blanket salary and you can be worked for as long or as short as they decide. And unfortunately, the European Work Time Directive is also not being implied. So, applied. So you have a perfect storm where the troops are entitled to at least the national minimum wage, but it's not enforced. They are entitled to the protections of the European Work Time Directive, but that's also not enforced. So you have a situation where you can basically use our troops as cheap labour, which is exactly what's happening in this uh, situation. And the DAA, I have no doubt, have calculated this. It's, it's much cheaper for them to pay the Department of Defence a fraction of what it would cost to hire a private security firm to do exactly the same job. So what this question is not about airport security. This is a, a tale of exploitation, really, and that's the, the central issue here. Well, I'm very interested to hear what our listeners think, because having heard all that, I'm wondering how you feel about the army being used in the airport now. In solidarity, in terms of them trying to get their pay bolstered, would you you know, put up with the extra queues and the risk of losing flights? Or do you think this is, look, they, they are a public resource and we need them now? Texas 53106 at a cost of 30 cent. My thanks to retired regiment sergeant Major Nola Gallon for joining us and former Army Ranger now independent TD for Kildare Cahill Berry Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan brought to you by Avant Money weekdays at midday on News Talk